Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. another one that's brandon that just said damn that's scar i'm Derek. i am scar how you piss off an entire nation my nigga all right so see what happened the nation of islam nah man the nation of white people in like finland or something like that (laughs) so here's the thing i told y'all that we started doing reactions on the the geese gone raw universe uh youtube channel yeah, you, you know, said the last one you were you said in the last show, I think, that you were doing something new that you had never heard before. And we were like, all right, cool, whatever. Go for it. And what had happened? So after we board them in bunches and then they're, they're spread out like every Wednesday and Friday, they get a new one gets released. So mm-hmm. like we we after we did the first set, we told people like, hey, if you want us to, you know, do something, let us know. So Scott, the homie Scott sent us this song by a band called Nightwish. Now, Nightwish is what's what's called symphonic metal. So it is the cross between metal music, um, orchestration and opera. And we just didn't get it. Like, we just didn't get it. So we started making jokes. Like, you know, we did what we do. Like, we start we started making jokes or whatever like that. And let me tell you, apparently this uh, this song um, is called, like, Ghost Love Something, um, is one of the most popular songs on YouTube to do reactions to. It's called Ghost Love Story or something like that. By a long shot. And, and, it. and those fans are rabbit are fucking it's called ghost ghost love score those fans are absolutely rabbit like i mean no one gave a fuck about this youtube channel until we did this thing and holy fuck in like in like a day we already had a thousand 
um, of, of views, and those fans were coming for us. And so it went it went live Wednesday night, and apparently people started commenting and shit Thursday morning for me. It was Thursday morning for me. I don't know what it was for the people because most of the people were from overseas, and they started giving us the blues. They started calling us ignorant, and we don't understand um, anything. They told us to go back to listen to urban music, and uh, you should go back and listen to Kanye and all this. I just like going. Right. Going clean the fuck off. But it's like, what other reason would you tell me to go listen to urban music other than the fact that two out of three of us are black? Because so if you look so at disrespectful to their music. I mean, I mean, they claimed it was disrespectful. And then it got to the point to where the motherfucking fans asked for an apology to them. Because we disrespected them by doing this. And so I, I, I had time on Thursday. I had time. So I was in the comments and I responded to every single one of the comments that was left. Like some of it, I was, some of it, I was kind of arguing back. Some of it, I was just kind of having fun with. Like some it was, was just, conceding. It, it, I, I read each yeah. and every statement and I'm sitting yeah. there it's just waiting like, for yo, food. And I'm like, look, this nigga trying to be nice about this shit, but these White folks out there are literally one step away from calling them all dumbass nigger hicks who ain't yes. never heard good music before. And one of the uh, yeah. co-hosts on the show was like, yo, I studied music in college and I was in the choir and I did backup singing for people and I did this, that and the third. And they were like, well, it was probably Drake, nigger bitch. <laughs> yeah like it just it just went off the fucking rails and like I, I mean like when we were just posting the podcast up there we barely got any views at all with, with the reactions we started to get a little bit a couple hundred here you know like that you know that type of thing since since wednesday this thing has gotten four thousand views and that's, that's crazy for out for our thing um and there's been uh 343 comments and then we did like that night we said we did like a uh, like a rebuttal like it was just kind of like yo dog like y'all motherfuckers is tripping and like and i went off like i was like i don't look if we were disrespectful then if we owe anybody an apology we were disrespectful to the band how the motherfuckers with the least input into all of this, expect a fucking apology. I told them motherfuckers, fuck your feelings. I don't give a shit about what you think. I don't even care about what the band think. Like, to be honest, before, like, right before that video, we started recording that video, I have never heard of Nightwish before in my life. In my life. And apparently I was disrespectful. I mean, blue. they said Blue was disrespectful because on one of the times when we paused, the ch- uh, he said that the chick looked like she was constipated. And I'm like, okay, we were watching at the time. Did she look constipated? And like, I I went back and I watched it because, you know, I never go back and I, I never re-listen to any podcast or any video that I'm on. I never listened to it again because I was there. I knew what happened. Um but I went back and I watched this and I'm just kind of like, I don't see the disrespect. I, I think the music sounded like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. So I said, the shit, shit sounded like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean to me. Of course you don't see the disrespect. You're the one dishing it out. And they, they were talking about this. They were talking about the lead singer. Is some lady. Her name is Floor. Um, I heard how she's 
15,000 steps ahead of anything that they could fathom or imagine as far as musicality and talent. <laughs> yeah, they said that she could sing circles around any American. They're like, we can. They're, I, <laughs> for real? And then, and you then don't know that. One of the motherfuckers said, um, you, uh, you Americans think that you invented everything. Didn't we? Y'all didn't invent music. They had music before America no, was had, uh, a country. They had every, every, every derivative of American music, which includes metal, can be tracked back to Americans, specifically back Black Americans. And they had music before then. They had music before then, and that, that's what you could say about the orchestration and the and the opera. But the metal part can be traced back to us. Well, yes, the metal part can be traced back to us. Yes. Absolutely. That's so like yes. like that that part, like like I and, and and for the most part, I didn't really play along. And like people were saying stuff about go back to your urban music, go listen to Kanye and all of this other stuff. And all I put was only one reason you would say that. Because if you look at the other things that we reviewed, like it only took a cursory, you only needed to take a cursory glance to see what we reviewed. We reviewed two songs by uh, an instrumental band called Polyphia. We did a Snarky Puppy song. Um, We did another, we did another rock band. And we did, and prior to this, we did a, uh, we did a marching band show. Um, So like, where did you get the urban music from? Because in the in the marching band show is the only one that would have had anything considered urban music, but like there was also jazz and there was R and B and there was all kinds of stuff, but it was all a marching band. It wasn't like you know what I mean. So like I I was just kind of playing along and I was having all of the fun. I had never been. I I don't think I've ever really been this uh, this internet infamous before. Um, yeah, see, you got your wish. Yeah, I did. wasn't you wishing for this a couple of days ago? Yes, I enjoyed it. Right, I enjoyed the fuck out of. My I tried time. to tell her something, but the, shit, but the shit is. Here's the problem: this shit just got repetitive and it got old. Like people, people who said something in the last couple of days have been saying the exact same thing that everyone else has already said, and it's just kind of like. Uh, I've I've already responded to this. Like, can you just go look at someone else's uh, comment that said the same thing, and you can see what my response was? Because, like, at this point, this shit just got old really fast. And I was having a lot of fun. Uh, I was have. I, I mean, I was really having a lot of fun because I lived in those comments for like two, three days. That's, I'm proud of you, but you were disrespectful. You should show I, some respect to those people. I guess, I guess so, but but I, if I show respect to somebody, I'm showing respect to the band. I don't respect no fucking fan. I don't respect no fan. Like you, you ain't do nothing about this. And then it was like, well, you did this for clickbait. I literally, we only did this because it was suggested by someone we trust. The fans pay the bills of the band. If it was no fans, there'd be no band. No, that's not true. They had to be a band first. I can see you going to some forum, sticking up for Norfolk State marching band, and somebody was talking shit. Um, no. Yes. No, because because I know because I know that um the people that that really stick up for their marching bands is, is Southern people, people people who like Southern. Um, so like there's no reason for me to try to stick up for Norfolk State because 
it, 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 it doesn't matter that strongly to me that I know that's my favorite band and I'm not, and, and that I don't change that for nobody. Um, but like people who love Southern will, will, it will do the Nightwish thing. The Southern fans will ride for them. I know, I know people who do reaction channels to marching band stuff. And one of the channels, they take suggestions. If you do a super chat, if you do a super that? chat, um, that's if you um you 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 pay money to have something highlighted in a chat of a live stream on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yes. Um once you once you get into the once you get into the money, you know, parts of YouTube, if you do a live stream, someone can pay to do a super chat. And what they hmm. do is if they if you if you want to get your thing played, you do a super chat. Um, and you basically pay to 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 get what you want watched. Those southern hmm. people would drop hundreds of dollars to watch YouTube with people. You know what I mean? Just to, just to force everybody to watch southern videos. I'm talking like sometimes two or three hundred a song. Hey, so Scar, Scar. Um Real quick, before I get into the thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the actual show. Okay. Um, what band is it? What college band, uh, HBCU, is the place talking out the side of your neck? Is that every, Southern? Every single band, every single high school show style band has a version of neck. Every single one. Okay. Every single show style band and some other bands like, you know, like like LSU, Louisiana Tech, uh, LSU can't play theirs. Um, They're not allowed to play theirs because of the chant that comes along with it. Instead of saying talking out the side of your neck, they say uh, suck that tiger dick, bitch. Um, so they are not allowed to play their version of that. Um, so every every band, every show style band and in some other some core style bands and military style bands they all have a version of neck mm, yeah because I, I was gonna i was gonna listen to that and i didn't know who to look it up under so i was like i'm gonna hit up scar because he'll know where to find it i will tell you the difference between them um on 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 the east side and up going all the way up through like Delaware state, which is most, the most Northern school that has a band. Um, ours is played a little bit faster. It's a little bit more of a, it's a little bit more of a party song. Uh, when, when neck is played a lot of the, um, a lot of the fraternities and sorority stroll, especially the KK side people, the, the band fraternity. Um, Lincoln and Shaney don't have a band. I don't, I don't know about Lincoln. I mean, I mean, you got to have a football team to have a band. Like, do they have football teams? <laughs> I know. Cheney has a football team. I, I've never I don't know about Lincoln. I've never heard of uh, that. Um, Lincoln, meaning, hold on, which Lincoln? Lincoln in Pennsylvania. Isn't Lincoln in Pennsylvania? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of Lincoln um, in that way. Yeah. Yeah, Lincoln's in Pennsylvania, Lincoln University. They got a band. I'm looking at that picture at them right now. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if they participate in I don't know what conference that they're in because they're they on the field with Southern right now on this picture. Uh, or somebody in blue, somebody in baby blue. 
I feel like that's Southern Colors. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Look up Lincoln University Band. Okay, this is this is what the the band that I put is Lincoln University. That is Lincoln, Missouri. Lincoln, PA. Do Lincoln, PA. Okay, we'll do. So, the second thing since we're They're called so- the Orange Crush Roaring Lions. That's the name of their band, Orange Crush Roaring Lions. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard them because they they look rather small. They're probably the northernmost city school to band. That's above Delaware State. Up, above above Delaware State. Okay, maybe. Cool. Now you got something new. Now you got somebody else you can listen to. No, I think I think that you know Delaware State is the the only one of note that, that anyone cares about. Um, because yeah, so disrespectful. See, this is what got you in trouble last time. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm just saying they ain't gonna come after me. They coming after you. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't know anything about Lincoln in that way, so. Go ahead, Rashani. Okay. So, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, so, speaking of not knowing anything about them, Brandon, uh, Scar, please don't answer this question. Brandon, take a listen to this real quick. Just a quick clip. Black people were in that band. Uh, play ten seconds again. Okay. Okay, so it def- it sounds like black people, but it sounds like Asian people at the same that's, time. There's a whole bunch of dudes. Um, so Foxy, <laughs> who made the song "Get Off," is five white men. This is their big song "Get Off." You may have heard it on Roll Bounce and in skate skating rinks and in your mama's uh, car. Um, what they did was they had three black women sing the song Get Off and then completely lip sync it like they sang it. But there's a part where the women say women with imagination, we're women with imagination and they lip sync that. So men are sitting there saying we're men, we're women with imagination with no type of shame. There's a part where they have a vocoder 
where one of the guy where one of the guitar players has a vocoder and like and one of the guys lip syncing that like he's saying it on the video. I sat there and watched this because the lead singer of Foxy is a old white man with Mick Jagger lips wearing a business suit singing like this. goes it also goes into the history of disco because it's basically a disco song and it's oh, yes. totally it totally sounds like um rick james wrote this song he didn't but it sounds it like, sound like rick james it does um, sound like a rick james song yeah yeah but the the whole thing was everyone was trying to get into um the club culture of mostly hispanic people uh, with, with, that's what disco was. Disco was mostly a Hispanic thing. Like there were black people involved in the early days, but it was mostly Hispanics that was doing this. And then they all like once, once, once someone cashed in, they all tried to cash in on disco, and that's why disco crashed so hard. I mean, I mean, the the, the BGs, their career was done until they started doing disco music like they were they were absolutely the fuck out of here until they started doing discos and like and, and it was all basically cashing in on something that was mostly hispanic people i have i've heard i need to do further research on it most likely uh, we should always do further research on anything but that the disco era was something that was embraced also very much by the ballroom culture um of lg uh lgbtq yeah. community yes absolutely. absolutely um and so they started marketing towards that to to get them and then folks came in and started uh trying to get it done and uh other folks didn't like what they represented and what they stood for so that's when the death to disco started and all that kind of stuff and, I've, and that's the reason why some of us, especially black people who know, um, found it very weird when Kirk Franklin sampled a disco song and, and made it and made it church. It's like, ain't this the antithesis of everything you say that you're supposed to stand for? And you turn this music into a church song. Looking so, for you. Kirk Franklin's looking for you is based off of a disco song. So Kurt Franklin is incredibly talented, by the way. Incredibly. Uh Kurt Franklin is the puff daddy of gospel music. Very much so. <laughs> he he knew he knew which um um he knew what sounds good. Is, yeah, yeah, he knew he knew what sounded good and he knew what to sample and all of that other stuff because like like I'm exp- I'm explaining uh, I I actually explained to a friend of mine I don't know if we talked about this or whatever, but he was talking about like secular music being sampled. And I was just kind of like, uh, you do realize that Stump is just knee deep by George Clinton, right? It's like, the Stump is just knee deep. Like, do, do you understand that like all of the stuff that he was pulling from, he was pulling from all of these other types of music in order to make your music appeal to more people. 
And he was just like, I, I don't understand. Why would you why would you sample secular music in order to make this music? Because ain't nobody like, trying to hear that other shit. <laughs> right. We're we not trying to hear hymnals, dog. So you know what? <laughs> pull up, pull up knee deep. Let's 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 get this bass line in here and let's make stomp. Like, you know what I mean? You want do you want young people to listen to this shit or not? Or are you gonna make them listen to that? It doesn't even sound like like gospel music, like re- old school gospel music, don't even sound like old school music. I love Kirk Franklin as much as the next nigga who's trying to get into heaven, but I can do what Kirk Franklin does as far as I mean, he puts together the music, he arranges the music, but then all he does is he talks ahead of them talking. So that's like Scar saying something, and every time Scar gets ready to talk, I say what he's gonna say first, and then they say it, and they're like, Kirk Franklin's talented. Yeah, but he got the voice. No, uh, no, he has. No, he's got. He, he's, he's he's the. He's the are, you, are you gonna say it? You gonna say it? Come on, that's Kirk Franklin. Nah, he is, <laughs> but he's got the voice. He's got he, the voice. He was Khaled before Khaled. That is true. And DJ Khaled got the voice. DJ Khaled says "nigga" a lot. Yeah. If, if this nigga, this, says, this nigga is Palestinian. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like well, they do call them. They some people call them sand niggers. They do. That happens. That is so, true. That happens. Um, but uh, yeah, and I thought so, the rule is if people call you that, you get to say it. As wasn't that the rule that people made up? Wasn't that that's the society they, they, rule? No, they made up the fat. They made that up for Fat Joe. <laughs> I'm sure people do think Fat Joe was black. I, I'm pretty sure they thought he was black. I mean, he's he's Puerto Rican, so like you know what I mean. But if Rashani said, "Yeah, nigga, that can swim," but um, or if Scar said, <laughs> "DJ," like if I say that, that does not sound as cool as DJ Khaled saying it. It's how you say it. It's the voice. That's what Kirk Franklin is. He has the voice. Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, the the yeah, there's some there's some uh no, I'm sorry, I said knee deep. I'm sorry, it's one nation under a groove. It's stomp. One nation under a groove. It's stomp. My bad. I, the stomp still his most famous song by far. That melodies from heaven. Melodies from heaven. Um and what else? Like what would be the most I mean, I think those two was those two is up there. Those two, Brighter Day and Imagine Me, are probably his four biggest songs. I don't even know Imagine Me. Of course you don't. That's actually a church song. It's the one he did after they found out that he was watching porn all the time. Yeah, that that was that was hilarious. When that nigga came out with the whole thing about losing his religion because he was loving porn too much. <laughs> well, he says that he's um, spiritual. Isn't that what he says? Yes. You got to say something that you, even, as a like person, you get caught with porn. You better say something. Even, I even respect Cre- that. Even Creflo Dollar just came out and said that all this prosperity preaching is is, is nonsense. I was like, well, he was like, I, I, the Bible was wrong about tithing. No, nigga, you was wrong about tithing. You're probably yeah. both wrong. Honestly. And now that, he, now that he, there ain't nothing in the Bible that says tied to the amount that they were asking these niggas to give money. And I thought he was just asking 10%. Show me the Bible where it says that was something that was what? created. That was something that was created by the Catholics. 
Ten percent. When I was growing up, they told me it was ten percent of your money. That's what they told everybody. Ten percent of your monthly earnings. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's what they have. That's that's what Catholics did. They submitted all of them, the you know Roman Catholics and shit like that. They submitted their money to the Vatican to keep the Vatican running. Where the fucking the apparently the priests be running through nuns in the Vatican, dog, and children. It's bad. Yeah, I mean that too. But like that's you. But more, that's more or less the you know the priests and stuff outside of the Vatican because they be running through nuns in the Vatican itself. It's like, as I understand, it's really bad. But they're considered like a separate from their nation. So they consider their own place. So they kind of have their own laws. So it's kind of fucked up. Well, it's not kind of fucked up. It's fucked up. Exactly. So this episode uh, was called The Few Who Dare. It's... um, Episode one of season five. And um, the when last we left Sarah, she was on the island. Kasim was on the island. Charlotte He's was on the island. island. Delphine was on the island. We thought Delphine was giving Kasima the cure. Or Kasima gave Delphine the access to the cure uh, for Delphine's condition. They were happy. For Kasima's condition? Mm-hmm. You said Delphine's condition. I'm My joking. bad. Delphine's condition is that she loves Kasima too much, even though Kasima will told, tell her she, oh, she's not a good pussy liquor. He didn't make it. He didn't make it to the end of the episode. So, like the thing where he said that he thought that Delphine was going to give her the cure. I told you it was. It was not going to be Delphine that actually gives mm, her the cure. Yep, but you didn't, it was you didn't, not. You didn't make it to that part of the episode. So we'll get. We'll get there. Oh, I made it. I'm. Ta- I'm talking to Brandon. Brandon didn't um, make it to that part of the episode. Yeah. So it's still night and Sarah works her way along the beach and she calls Felix because she only has like 5% left on your, on her phone battery. Um, and she's like, shut the fuck up and just listen. I have been in a situation where I've only had 5% left on my phone and you want everybody to shut the fuck up and listen now. <laughs> like, hey, hey, okay, I got, I, I, I'm at 5%. So listen, uh, get the food, put it on the counter. I'm going to be there in like five minutes. Don't worry about anything else. Your mom wants you to clean up your room before she gets home. Make sure you get that taken care of. You need to make sure that your sister did their homework because last week they didn't do their homework and their mom was really mad. Hey, did you do your homework? Are you good? Get ready for practice. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to honk at the front door. That's all I got. To- That's pretty much 5% of battery life on my phone now. So 5% of the battery life back in 2016 or so. I'm shocked she got to say anything to Felix at all. I'm shocked it would even dial out. <laughs> but she calls Felix and tells him what happens and that she's stuck on the island. And I, she also has enough life on her phone to have Felix walk the phone over to Ira, which would never happen in real life because the phone would have died. But he walks the phone over to Ira and she's like, uh, Ira. Especially, especially because you know that phone is struggling to find a tower. Exactly, and so she's like, "Ira, uh, what's this about a boat that um, Susan put that Susan pointed Casima to?" And he's like, "I don't know if I should tell you." And she's like, "Bitch, Rachel done fuck Susan. Stop playing like you don't know where the boat at." And so he tells her, and then the phone dies. Um, 
she's walking along the, the island still, and she sets a fire using um, Kira's picture. And she's like, I'm sorry, monkey. And she sets the fire. And out of nowhere, a wild-ass King Kong Bunny-looking motherfucker, King Kong Bundy-looking motherfucker, a wild rat appears and a fight starts. And she they roll through the fire twice. Um, and she getting her she she getting her licks in like she does better against him than she did against Rachel. That's for sure. And yeah, a grown ass wild man, you're perfectly fine with uh, a bitch hobbling with a cane. You can't do nothing. But she hit her See? with the cane. She hit her with the cane first, but still, like you she know, hit what her mean? with the thank you, Scar. Thank you for thank you for telling the truth. I mean, she hit her first, but still, it's the it's it's still like okay. Now, 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 you got all this fight in you when you've been bleeding this whole fight. Right, you've time. been bleeding out this whole time. Now you got energy. Where she took when, a tampon, she put a she put a tampon against her fucking wound. When Casima <laughs> and Charlotte fucking passed out in the snow and had to be awakened and carried off, you just walking through like it ain't nothing. This is the same island, right? You done got hit and you bleeding. These two done collapsed. Look like they was about to get hypothermia. Talking about don't fall asleep. You just walking through setting fires and shit like it ain't nothing. Like you fucking Rambo. Yeah, this is, yeah, this, no. That shit's fucking weird, bro. Right? Like, does she have on more clothes <laughs> but, than Kasima has she, on? But she's the fucking golden child. Like, 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 like she she's just walking. She's and literally, honestly, it looked like she walking closer to the water than they are. So. She out there talking, her lips ain't chattering, she ain't out there shivering, doing nothing. Those two got fucking hypothermia and almost died. And she fighting some dude who also just happened to be walking through the fucking forest. Right. Okay. Alright. So, she fights him and, and he runs off. He flees like, like it's Final Fantasy and shit. In the morning... Kasima awakens in a cabin in a village and she's still somewhat ill and she's greeted by a young woman who says that's her whole name. Her name is Mud. Yeah, she just said her name was Mud. Mm -hmm. That was weird. Very much so. I immediately thought of that song. That's the first thing that popped in my head. My name is Mud. That's primus for those of y'all who don't know. Um, if you if if you played something, remember you're not sharing sound. So, oh shit! And it was a perfect uh, <laughs> setup too. Yeah, now I gotta go back so. and do it again. All right, that's cool. Okay, I appreciate you because <laughs> I, I probably um, turned off the sound in order to make sure I had the sound in the right spot, and then forgot to turn the sound back on. But yeah, she was like. I'm like, of all the names you can get from a nigga, they named you Mud. One of the funniest things is listening to him talk about when he um, auditioned for Metallica. When the when the bassist left 
Uh, and it, you know, they brought they they you know they did auditions, and he did an audition for Metallica. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you guys, you heard the new Asley Brothers? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. He said they all just looked at him like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> Uh, I, I heard I heard Master Puppets is in um it's in Stranger Things. It's in Stranger Things, and it was pretty fucking dope. Yeah. Um, I love I love S and M. Metallica's S and M. I like like six songs from Metallica off the top of my head. Most of them came from Rock Band. I'm telling you, S and M is fantastic. It is so great. Do you have a safe word? Yes. Bitch, stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, that's my nuts. <laughs> Have you practiced this before? No, <laughs> bitch, stop. We ain't even tried it yet. I said the same for a bitch, stop. <laughs> Her safe word, conversely, is nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for my last ex-girlfriend, probably not. <laughs> yeah, she the only one out there in that area. Most of them, they get scared enough. Nigga, no. We live in Richmond. So, Mud introduces Kasima to the village called Revival. Hallelujah. It has tents and huts and domes and livestock pens and storage barns and ATVs and people. And Mud describes it as a self-sufficient village, which is off the grid, and they're a project of P.T. Westmoreland. People from every part of the world come to improve the human race, and he's 170 years old and hopes to extend his longevity to everyone. Kasima finds Charlotte at the village school, which is good because they fucking forgot all about her in the second half of the finale. Yep. They were just like, Charlotte is not going to die from the cold yet. They literally, somebody probably broke into the story like the fucking grandpa from The Princess Bride. He doesn't <laughs> die at this time. Nah, do you know what happened? <laughs> they re- they literally remembered that there's rules for having kid actors around. <laughs> Have we had her out here at 9 o'clock at night? Nigga, get her on stage. <laughs> get her the fuck out of here, dog. That's what happened. They realized they, there's, rules, there's rules for this shit. And cut. You're not cold anymore. Go home. (laughs) And Kasima, you're dying. You're dying. You're dying. And action. Good job, Kasima. What's my motivation? (laughs) Hey, here's your motivation. Is she coming back? Yes. Here's your motivation, Kasima. If Uh, we don't get Charlotte the fuck off this fucking stage. My name is Mud. So, they asked Mud about Susan, and Mud says she's an old friend of PT and is being treated in this big house, along with Rachel, who's meeting with PT. If everybody else has normal names, I'm like, why is my name Mud? Uh, she explains. Okay, cool. At the safe house back in Toronto, Felix and Art are searching for signs of where Ferdinand might have taken care of Miss S. And they see a bottle or a uh, a bottle, bottle opener. Corkscrew. A corkscrew. Thank you. I don't drink wine. It, it completely fled my mind. I was thinking letter opener for a second. But Art's like, yeah, for sure. That motherfucker fought back. She stabbed. He stabbed. She stabbed the fuck out of Ferdinand, which means she's still alive. Which is good. 
<sighs> Art also tells Felix that he got a new partner assigned who is surely a new a Neolution agent named Maddie Inger. Maddie Ice? No. Matt Ryan? No. Don't ever bring that man's name up again. All they had to do was hang the fuck on. They had the biggest lead in the world. In the world, Craig. Thank you for not arguing that, ladies and gentlemen. I was mad, and I'm not even a Falcons fan. I was talking buku shit to every New England fan that I knew. And then all of a sudden, it was like watching the Cavaliers and and the Warriors when the Warriors had the 3-1 lead. But in one fucking game. Tom Brady, the GOAT. He is. That's why his middle name is Lamar. Allison and Donnie are uh, not in Niagara in a hotel, but they're hiding out with Helena in her hut in National Park. And Felix calls them to say, stay out there. Oh, my God. He has the whitest name ever. His name is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Thomas Lamar Brady. Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Thomas Lamar Brady. Okay. I'm Brady. Yeah, dude. We adopted that nigga until he started fucking with Trump, and then it was too fucking late. For what it's worth. Technically, he never actually admitted to anything. He just and That's what have, I was going to say. He just happened to have a hat in his locker that day. Uh, he had a hat on. That's more than enough for me. No, he had the hat in his locker. In his locker. He never actually had it on his person. You said somebody ran past and threw it in his locker like, wee! He probably was paid yeah, to you, do it. The, the, you know, the coach The coach wrote him a letter when he won. Wrote him a nice little letter. I believe that. Yeah. You know you know that motherfucker like Trump. Yeah, I believe that a lot. So Felix calls him to stay put out there and says, Miss S, Kira, and Sarah are missing, so stay safe. And after he hangs up, after he tells them, literally, stay put. Don't fucking move. Stay to where the fuck you're at. Alice is like, all right, he's off the phone. Let's go. We got to help. Yeah. Let's and go. then and Donnie lost all his cool points. <sighs> all of them. I like Donnie. I can't help it. He's walking through a world where he's never going to be the person that he wants to be, but the nigga keeps trying. He tries so hard. He, he tries so hard. So here's a question. Has nothing to do with this. Um, if there was a versus between Drew Hill 112 and Shy, Drew Hill will win, right? Absolutely. Yes, the, the rest of them don't have enough songs. Drew Hill can still sing. Like I heard them a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, they can still they can still well technically Cisco can't sing as well. Like they hid him. I saw that clip that you saw. They hid him very well. And if if you want to if you want to hear what new Cisco sounds like, uh listen to that that remake of Secret Garden where everyone else sings. I remember their that shit. That everyone was... else sings their part. Yeah, but you can't but, do it every... without Cisco singing. Half of these songs every... is gonna be Cisco songs. Every 
body on that secret garden backed up Cisco because he couldn't do it no more. They, that <laughs> is true. I saw that. Everybody saying their part. Uh, Sean Stockman saying his part. Like the, all the rest of them do saying their part. But they gave Cisco Barry White's part. It did. Everyone was singing back up for him. How do you know he just didn't have a bad voice that day? No, I, I think they said that he 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 fucked himself up by um, not stopping smoking. Um, I, maybe he got it back because I mean that secret garden is, is was a, is a couple years old at this point. Maybe he got a little something back because he's he, you know he did his thing. He that, sounded that better with the song. beauty with the beauty segment than he did yeah, doing secret but, garden by far. But he's not the lead singer on Beauty, so he no, can just he riff. is not. So he, he came out riff. at the end and was like, hey, with his right. fucking dragon microphone. Everybody else had a regular Why, microphone. Everybody else got a regular microphone. Why this nigga got a dragon microphone, dog? Because he the star. That's why. Yeah, you know, be the star. Of, you know something that I thought about, maybe about. Ain't nobody listening to Drew Hill for two, Woody two or look, three weeks look, ago. Nigga, I am listening to Drew Hill for Woody. That's the problem. Nah, Jazz. Um, or Jazz. No, Jazz sings the song. That song is him. Beauty is Jazz. He's that nigga killed that song. that song. He killed yeah. it to pieces. But my thing is this, and <laughs> um, I was I was thinking about uh, Unleash the Dragon the other day, and I completely yes. forgot. I completely forgot BD Seeker was on that fucking song. Like, yes, he was. <laughs> Seagull was on Unleash the Dragon. Like, what the fuck? Dude, you gotta remember, Beanie Seagull had a moment where he was one of the hottest fucking rappers in the world, fam. Absolutely. Absolutely. And his guest appearances were legendary. Exactly. His his albums were not as great. But at the same time, we could say the same thing for Little Zane, so... That's Cisco songs got to get it. Really? So, so. Niggas it's the thong not, song, right? It, it's not the thong song? The thong song is just me. I feel like the thong song is literally quintessential Cisco. <laughs> the thong One song. Verse sang over and over again. No vocal variety. Yeah, yeah. The the thong song is the same verse three times. Yeah. Oh, I'm three sorry times. I said that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He said as he sang for the third fucking time. Yo, I heard somebody, I heard somebody listen to um Victory Lap. Um, but he listened to a marching band play Victory Lap. And wait, are we talking Victory Lap with Nipsey? Yes. Okay. And when he heard when he heard the Oh, he thought it was Cisco because that is one of Cisco's ad libs. It is an ad lib. That's like James Brown saying, hey. Yeah, so like he thought he thought it was Cisco, like, and that's what made me think of Cisco and like Unleash the Dragon and all that other stuff. And that's when I went like, "Holy shit, Beanie Seeker was on that fucking song." But the humor in this nigga saying, "I don't think you heard me" after he's saying the same fucking verse three times, <laughs> three times, and three times, and the third time, <laughs> the song was that fucking important, fam. I don't th- think you heard me. <laughs> the third time, he just spoke it. He didn't even wait. He didn't even waste time singing the shit again. He just spoke it. That nigga sang it two times, and he was like, "Hey, come here, come here, come here." That girl's so That's scandalous. Right. I swear, <laughs> another nigga couldn't handle this. <laughs> they made a fucking that video was dynamically crazy. 
I'm from Baltimore, so I knew all about them. Obviously, yo, yo. So, so here's what I here's the question I have for you: When that song came out in Baltimore, thongs must have been hanging out the back of every pair of jeans in the world, right? Like everybody was was, rocking thongs. It was well, that was already happening. That's why he made the song. The song was in response to that. Uh, But um, when I I moved to Florida when I was like 21. and I was working because I was, I, I got done playing football and I wanted to go to a different, I didn't want to play football anymore. And I wanted to go to a different school. So I moved to Florida for a year so I could become an in-state resident. So during that time, I was working at the airport and I always wanted to know what the woman was saying in Spanish and how deep is your love. And so I found this Puerto, this Puerto Rican guy was working with me and I go to him and I said, hey. Tell me what the tell me what this woman is saying in this song. I want to know what the hell she's saying. Hey, he said gooly Google. And he's like, she said a bunch of nothing. She's like, I like, I like you, black boy. <laughs> like, God like, damn. Like, like, that's what it's saying. It's like something I really love you, black boy. Come, you know, come give it to me, black boy. Like something, but it's it's clearly saying like black boy <laughs> in there in Spanish. She said, I love you, boss nigger. <laughs> But anyway, to answer your question, the other twos, uh, the other two, a, uh, their arms are too short to box with Drew Hill. Because D- Drew Hill has Drew Hill songs and Cisco songs that they can that they can that they can lean on. True. The, I mean, what I mean, 112. I mean, those, so who those would you have in a versus with 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 fucking Drew Hill then? It couldn't be new edition because they got too many no. hits. You got and they're you, like, that's Jodeci, not gonna work. Jodeci, Jodeci is the only matchup. It's the only see. it's the only real matchup for them. I can see um, that. The, but boys like the men. Boys, Boy, boys the men will be no. up there with new edition. Yeah, boys the men will be up there with new edition, but their their squeaky clean image doesn't doesn't fit. It just don't it just don't sit right. Kind of like Bone and Three Six Mafia. Like it's just too different. Like it and it's just like it just didn't fit at all. Um, I mean, they can make it work the way that DMX and Snoop Dogg did. Like they, DMX and Snoop Dogg made that shit work. Even though their their shits are so different from each other, but nah, I think okay. boys, boys, boys to men, boys to men versus new edition. I mean, that's that's kind of like incestual, but okay. But like, who else did you? Who else did you put boys to men up against? I can't think of one group. because because they got they the I mean because the hits the like what do you the gap band no it's the gap band versus cameo what are we talking about here um I mean that's that's the that's the that's the match cameo right? have enough sound songs to go against the gap band no they, nobody has they, enough they, songs to go up against a fucking gap band hell or, no because if because if 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 well if, I take that back. Cameo doesn't have enough songs to go up against a Gap Band. Gap Band plus anybody in the world doesn't have enough songs to go up against the fucking Isley Brothers. Well, that's well, that's why Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind and Fire did. Nah, I, the Earth, Earth, Wind and that, Fire don't that, got enough hits to do it. No, no, they, they that was a good fucking show. What are you talking? It was about? a show. That was a great show. It's that a, a show, show, but. Isley Brothers have been putting out hits since like the fifties, my nigga. Ron <laughs> Isley, it's the whole show. So in that scenario, they, he, he put out still, enough hits he that niggas were mad dope. that he put out R. Kelly songs on on the verses. Like they were like, you didn't need to do that. 
I'm sorry, but those those are hits, bro. What those are we talking about? Contagious here? is his song. Is this. That is his song. That was his song first. It was his Busted. song. Busted is his. Mm-hmm. Like man, I'm sorry, but like, ain't, ain't can't nobody match up with R. Kelly. I mean, this this never gonna. We're not happen, gonna talk about that. But no one can. So we find out that uh, Sarah's being tracked by men with rifles from the village revival and over here is they may have to get her back there with the other one. Uh, Delphine is running the revival clinic and is examining a little girl, a newcomer from Afghanistan named Aisha. Who says she has cancer and PT invited her there to get better. And she says something about the fountain. She's there for the fountain. Uh, after she and her mother leave, Delphine hides Kasima's package with the Lita cure in the back of a refrigerator. Um, and then the messenger comes to say that he wants her. It was it, it was uh, one of the best hidings of the package I've seen since RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow. Wow. There's somebody on that show named Trinity Trinity the Tuck, my nigga. Like RuPaul's Drag Race is an incredible show. <laughs> wow! Like you really went all the way there, all you know the what? way there. Wow, my nigga. By the way, the, the actual word in that song and how deep is "Come here, my dark daddy." That's what it was. Come here, come my here, dark my dark daddy. Come here, my nigger. I'm here in my dark. Yeah, because because I mean, if she said if she says black in any way, that's Negro. So like, Negro, we, we already here, dog. Come here, my Negro, Negro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember when somebody says, handed me here. that. She I says, had a, I had a black daddy. When we went to sp- hard. when we went to Mexico, I bought a black color crayon just so I could have a Negro color crayon. I don't know what I did with it though. Give it to me. Come here, my dark daddy. Give it to me hard. Give it to me, pimp daddy. That's what that's what she's saying. That's what he wrote in the song. And that sounds as bad as give it to me, baby. <laughs> Harder. Oh my god. That was that's an awful song that took off for some reason. Because white guys loved it. That was back when white guys didn't really have a place in new metal. And then a white guy came out and made a song for white guys. I'm pretty fly for a white guy. I feel like everybody who listened to pretty fly for a white guy and loved it. That were white men were the same ones who strongly consider storming the fucking Capitol. I totally forgot Ron Osley went to prison. For what? Tax evasion. I could see that. He, he's been, I he, can he, see he, Mr. Big was, pulling that off. <laughs> he, was, he was in the it like it wasn't even like it was like in the early days. You know what I mean? Like this was, is like six weeks ago. No, it's, we talking we talking like he he got released in 2010. Like <laughs> right? He's, he was in there for over three years. Hey, and still getting money. Still getting money. So. 
Um, at the lair under the comic book store, Scott, Ira, and Hellwizard are trying to locate Susan's house and the village. They found satellite maps of the island, but for some reason, all of the village area is like glitched out. Nah, them niggas got fucking Wakanda tech on the island, dog. Right? <laughs> them niggas put magnets over the fucking island where the fucking uh, the 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 village is located at. So all you see is literally one bit. It looks like that old Atari game adventure. Like, do you want to? What do you want to do? Nah, it looks like you know what it looks like when you um when when you're in Super Mario no Super Mario three when you're on the map and then you press the button to actually go in and it pixelates while it goes inside. Did you ever play on Super Mario Brothers three? And Brandon, and I I'm sure you didn't. But Scar, did you ever play where you you went to where the second player was at and you press A and then y'all had the little battle? Yes, that was the funnest part of Super Mario Brothers three to me was going heads up. You said, you said, Why did you think I went to play that? I played that game. That's the most fun part for you? Like, bro, well, you like got to keep in mind, me and my brother, are, the enjoyment we got out of Contra was racing each other up the fucking waterfall so we can get to the point where one person would be stuck in an endless trap of falling into a hole. Okay. So, yeah, the competitive nature of me, that shit was wonderful. I mean, Super Mario Brothers 3, yeah, no, it's fucking almost perfect. But Super still. Mario Brothers 3 is up there as one of the greatest video games of all time. Yes, it is. No arguments here. But the fact they added that in was just icing on the cake for me. Absolutely. Brandon, you play Mario Brothers 3, man? Huh. Yes. Huh. Of course. Okay. What do you think about the urban legend that finally got confirmed that the whole thing was just a stage play? That's not an urban legend. No, it's, yeah, I said it was confirmed. No, I there's, said it was confirmed. But there's the curtain that comes down, like in the shits, like hanging off of stuff. It's like the 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 things that you're jumping off of are held up on the shit with rivets. Like you literally drop down behind three of them, one of them to get the first fucking whistle. Exactly, but still, I don't know. It's still a urban legend. Like folks, you know, conspiracy theorists. Yes, it's, it's. I mean, it's a cool idea. But, you know, yeah, the, the, those motherfuckers are creative like that. So Ira's there with Su- or, uh, Ira was there with Susan on the island and knows it. But the village, he and Susan never went there. He was like, that wasn't our space. We knew it wasn't our space. Why the fuck would we go there? And Hellwither tries to confront or comfort Ira by saying that they'll rescue his mom. That's awkward. Yeah. Uh, Maddie Inger drives Art out into the countryside and says they're going after Allison and Donnie to lean on them for the whereabouts of Helena. And she shows him a picture of Helena and, and, and Allison. And he's like, I don't know who Helena is. And then they show him a picture of his daughter. And I'm like, so did the Lieutenant know that she was, I, like he he couldn't have known that she was Neolution, because he don't know shit about Neolution. But my nigga, like, how many Neolutionists are on the police force? I mean, if they had somebody like Duco, you 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 would think that they would have more people. I mean, their whole goal. Is- I mean, the reason why I'm asking is because it seems like Duco performed all of the crimes, yeah. according to what uh, uh, MK found. 
So what was Maddie doing during that time? Not sure, but I mean, she's she's in she's in the thick of it now. And she's doing her best. Like, yo, she a piece of shit. It's like, it's like they're like, as soon as you see her, they're like, hate this woman who's dressed like Sarah for some reason, but it's a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's dressed like Sarah for some reason. She's a cop, but hate hate her. Hey, tall ass woman, check it out. Um, you look like Sarah, so we're gonna not accept you. But you look like Sarah, and you're hella tall. Like she's weirdly tall. She's wearing heels that are like super high. It, it threw me off. Sorry. Yeah. I wonder. Um, I'm gonna look at and see if they have her height on her. She looks like she's a good five ten, five eight. Who? Who's five ten? Maddie, when she was wearing those heels, she was towering over everybody. I thought you were talking about and Tatiana. Her, bir- her birthday is September the 10th. So's uh, nobody's business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's five. She's five, nine and a half. I was going to say it. Boom, nigga. She was taller than everybody. In she looked like she dunked on somebody before. So, the van with Allison, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Helena and the Hendrix are in the forest, and they see men searching, so they do the loon sound. And Helena does a loon sound back to Donnie, who's like, was that the emergency loon signal? And while he's going closer to Helena to make a what the fuck are you talking about loon sound, I guess. Donnie's very domestic. Two men show up with guns. And I don't understand how Allison didn't hear these two stomp through the force because she comes down. She's like, how do you make fur stop smelling like fur? Oh, my God. There's people here. I thought it was Donnie making that noise. Why? Why did the guy not see Donnie? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like, especially because Donnie was just making fucking noises. Mm hmm. That ain't no loon. He was hiding behind the tree. All of him wasn't hiding behind the tree. He was hiding behind the tree. Respect him. All of him was not hiding behind the tree. I said what I said. Oh, this the 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 cop lady. She's actually quite pretty when she's not in when she's not in this in the show. I'm sure. Wow, she Tatiana Maslany must be really short. I'm looking at a picture of the two of them standing side by side. Holy fuck, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> so Allison comes out talking about the fur smell like furs, and they black bag her. <laughs> and she starts screaming for Donnie. And Donnie looks at a he looks over to the left, and then he's like, <laughs> I love you. I love you. As he runs off into the woods, I love you. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, okay. So on one hand, he bitched out here. It's for a good reason. Like, what the fuck are he gonna do if he's captured? How can yeah. I save you if we're both captured? Right. I can't and, help and, the and, poor from one of and, them. And so I got he... rich and gave back to him. That's the win-win. That's what Donnie was thinking. And also, how can he help Helena at the end of this? Hmm. What do you think, Brandon? He he was doing Jay Z's thing, running off into the woods. 
No, I respect Donnie. Yeah, no, I'm saying Jay-Z, he was like, I can't feed the poor from if I'm poor. So I got rich. And then I helped the poor. That's a win-win. You ever try and tweet one of them niggas who say something about giving back to the poor by saying I'm poor? What can you do for me? They block quickly. No, I've never done that. Oh, my bad. So the van with Allison meets Art and Maddie on the country road. And when Maddie hears about Donnie and Helena, she answers she has no idea. Or when Maddie asks her, asks Allison about uh, Donnie and Helena, Allison's like, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dog. And Maddie tries to impress upon Allison that the new Neolution is different. And she's been ordered strictly not to harm any clone. But you know what? Art ain't a clone Gut shot. She just punches him in the kidneys. Uh, and then points the gun at his head. Boom. And Art is just looking. He doesn't even look frustrated. He just looks bored. Like, this what we doing? Like, you already got my daughter. Now you pointing the gun in my head, for real? This is what we live at now? And Allison, who's never been the best to stand up against anybody when family's in danger, splutters and says that Helena and Donnie are in the forest. And so Maddie takes the gun away from Art and she's like, we're done here, partner. And he's like, yeah. The look on his face was like, we ain't done yet. Literally, if he could have, he would have licked his lips like LL Cool J on fucking uh, NCIS. Mm -hmm. Like that nigga on belly. You're going to get yours, B. You're going to get yours, Black, after they made him strip down butt naked and put his ass on the grandma's couch. You're going to get yours, B. You're going to get yours. Rocking back and forth. Rocking back and forth, getting shit stands on the couch. Finally got an opportunity to see that nigga Nas one-on-one and started bucking at him. And missed. So Charlotte and Kasima take a look at a book from the school at Revival, and it's all about how they're chosen for a brighter future where death and aging will not touch them. And they agreed that revival and their cult-like people are spooky. Kind of like the folks from, what's it called? Night Wolf? Ninja Wolf? Night what Wish. was the group? Night Wish. Night Wish. Night Wish. Fuck y'all niggas. I'm not scared of you. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I ain't nobody scared of these fucking weird people. Delphine joins up with him briefly and says the science here is real. The island is a decades-long longevity study, stem cell the uh, therapy, and anything else that works. Kind of like what uh, M. Night Shyamalama did in the movie Old. Did y'all ever see that movie? Yes. It's terrible. It was awful, right? Like, so bad. Oh, God. So bad. <sighs> So she remarks on young Aisha. She's one of many children with cancer brought to the island for experimental treatments. And she gives Kasima the key to the medical clinic and tells her where the cure was stored. Then the messenger comes to take her away because she's on a research trip to Sardinia for PT Westmoreland. And Sarah's still stumbling through the forest and trips over a dead wolf killed by a spear. All right. I haven't seen anything past this point. Okay. And she gets away, and the men hunting for her find the wolf, and their leader declares that it must have been a bear. The leader says the search is over, and they, they go home. Um, At Revival, 
there's actually a revival. Loudspeakers are playing a bit of the Tan Housing Overture, and Mud gets Cosima to join the villagers as they assemble at the foot of the stairs of PT's big house. And that music is a signal for an announcement from PT. But instead of PT, down the stairs, escorted by guards and the messenger, is Rachel, who addresses the villagers on PT's behalf. She announces that the fruits of 200 years of Neolution science are within their grasp, and those in the village will drink from the fountain first, and all the villagers cheer. We're all here for the same reason. And Sarah, peering in from the edge of the clearing, sees Rachel. Rachel looks pretty uh satisfied with herself. Her eye works now. She looks pretty pleased. Donnie and Helena are still in the forest, and Donnie runs into a man with a gun. And as the man attempts to take Donnie, Helena jumps him and subdues him, like chokes him out. And then Donnie comes over and punches him with one of the hardest punches that he's ever thrown and probably broke his knuckles. He was looking at his hand like, oh, shit. Broke my fucking knuckles. Helena was like, boy in the face. (laughs) Knuckles all fat and shit. Knuckles all fat and shit. <laughs> but, 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 but Elena hit that nigga like I grab a dog and I choke him. <laughs> and so after that nigga get done Buster Rhyme examining his fucking knuckles and shit, he realized that Helena's got a fucking stick puncturing her belly. What? Yeah, like it was scary, fam. Real talk. And so Donnie gets her up and she screams, obviously, um, and gets her in the car to go to the hospital. So Allison's rescue is going to have to wait because Helena comes first. Um, at night in Revival, Cosima sneaks to the clinic and finds a cure safe and also finds Sarah. She finds a cure there safely and she also finds Sarah. And Cosima doesn't want to get away. She's like, I should live here. This village is the answer. You need to go to fuck home, though, Sarah, because do you have a charger for your phone? Huh? Huh? Do you? I didn't think you did. How's the DoorDash going to find you now, Sarah? So Sarah should get the boat and go to fuck back home, but I have work to do here, Kasima says. I have shit to do. This is science. I'm the scientist. Let me science. And really what she needs to do is get that cure. And so they hear the sound of guards looking for Cosima or, or maybe Sarah. So Sarah gets away as Rachel enters. And Cosima has the cure in a long ass, in a syringe with a long ass needle. But she has to inject it into her own uterine wall. And I that's guess what, that shit probably hurts like a motherfucker. Because I mean, she ain't doing it to herself. Right? And she ain't doing it to herself. She's sitting there on the floor looking like fucking Bruce Willis and Die Hard when he was pulling glass out of his foot like this first one gonna suck. Right. And so Rachel comes in and Rachel's like, hey, look, real talk. I'm gonna keep it real with you, Kasima. We're all in the same gang. We're here for the same reason. Let me let me give you the shot. And my, and my nigga want to meet you, dog. Right, my nigga want to meet you bad. Let me give you the shot, fam. Let me just... I ain't gonna... I ain't gonna... I ain't gonna do nothing. No, what, what the nigga saying in Boys in the Hood? 
ain't gonna take it. Right. <laughs> With the worst accent ever. I ain't gonna take it. So my nigga, let me let me give you the shot. And so Kasima had wanted Sarah to do it, but she allows Rachel to do it for her. And, and so, so so there's the answer. Rachel gives her the cure. Mm-hmm. And so she's a good person. We don't nope. know. Like I still say no. But I feel like she's an opportunist. And if PT Westmoreland wants to meet her, then guess what Sarah, what what uh Rachel's going to do? She going to get her to the boss. Take me to the king. <laughs> I don't have much to bring. That's not a Kirk Franklin song though. But they all got this disease, so why Rachel not shooting herself up? That's why she Rachel, said that it was Rachel, important that they that Rachel they, already got hers, and then she said that she said that um, they would be responsible for making sure everybody else was straight. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, Rachel probably already got hers. Somebody, somebody but look out for Charlotte her. hasn't. Right. Give my little nigga Charlotte a shot, my nigga. Shot, 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 shot. No, we're not worried about Crystal right now. We're worried about Charlotte. Charlotte's literally on the island. The cure is right there. Get my little nigga a shot. Correct. Hashtag save all the clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost all of them. But Sarah gets to the boathouse, and there's a boat inside. Dun-dun-dun. But before she can get in the boat... Rachel and the guard come in, and the guard shoots a dart right into Sarah's neck, and Sarah... That shit shit looked like it hurt like a motherfucker. Man, I was like... (laughs) (laughs) That shit punctured, like, that shit was shot with a velocity that looked like it could have went through her entire neck. Right. And out the other side. Um, But Sarah... She was talking about the side of her neck. But Sarah passes out, and that's the end of the episode. So, Brandy, you got anything? Nope. Scar, you got anything? Man, go watch these reviews. And actually, no, go to go to a Geese Gone Raw Universe YouTube page and just look at the comments. Already of, did. I, I subscribed too. Of Ghost Love Score. Um, because that shit is hilarious, and it is still going. It's still, still going. Still going. Nothing outlasts the Energizer. It keeps going and going. This one video might be the reason why we can actually, you know, once we get some more like subscriptions, y'all can get advertisers. If we can get advertisers (laughs) (laughs) off of this one fucking video, everybody wins. So, um, shout out to Joe, uh, one of the listeners, one of the homies. He bought the uh, RTO podcast uh, shirt and the sweatshirt. Oh, the sweatshirt too? Wow. Yeah, yeah. He got both of them. That's what's up. Um, So he sent me a picture of that. So I I do appreciate that. He's a good dude. Like, did y'all take time out to hit him up on Twitter? I completely forgot. I'm rarely on Twitter. I know, but... Like hit him up. He's he's good people, and he's really in on um the on another one. Like 
This oh, and Scar, he hit me to some groups that I am going to uh, send over to you uh, through our Facebook Messenger chat. Uh, he he hit me to some groups on Facebook that are all uh, orphan black groups, kind of like the the Oz group that I was a part of. <laughs> you you sent me the link, and then I never went. Yeah, you shouldn't. But the uh, orphan black one, yeah, you definitely should because, you know, we have an orphan black show currently. And I can't go on there because I don't want to go on there and encounter spoilers. Okay. Yes, Scar, you should go on there. So there's three different groups that he was like, these are groups that Scar should infiltrate more or less and tell them the gospel of another one. Okay. Um, nine one six six three three one five three seven. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail dot com. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B L K. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. It's probably easiest to find me on Ratchet Book Club. You know, that was somebody a couple days ago who posted on uh Twitter about how uh they get mad when people do Follow Friday and they're like number twenty fifth on the list for Follow Friday, like. Thanks for making me number 25. People still do Follow Friday? Podcasters do. Oh, really? Yeah, it's still a thing. Right. Remember when we were when we first started and they were doing Follow Friday? Remember that? Back in like 2012? Right. Remember that? I, I, used, I used to be excited by being just being included. Right. I, I would never do it, but I would share the ones that I was included in. These niggas were furious that they were number 25 on the list. And so I, I told agree. them, I was like, nobody's clicking all the way down there. You only I get, would only only the top ten gets followed. You think top ten? But I mean, now with with the way they got it set up on Twitter, you can literally just click the and five others, and you can click to follow everybody. Most people so, don't know that. Yeah, so it's like, yo, why not? Um, but I told them that that you know y'all should be happy. That somebody was even thinking of you. So they blocked me. That was fun. Um I'm I was sometimes I wonder who's who's actually blocked me, but I I never care enough to look. No, I know they blocked me. Um they're the only people I know without a shadow of a doubt have blocked me. And Fonte. Fonte blocked you? Yeah, Fonte blocked me like at the very beginning of Twitter. Because I was like, hey, yo, Fonte, you're one of my favorite rappers, yo. Hey, can I get a retweet for my show? (laughs) (laughs) Fun times. Right? They don't do that anymore. You remember that time, Brandon? You remember that? He'll probably do it. Because that nigga got like 16 burner accounts. Do you remember that, though, Brandon? Back when uh, folks were like, hey, Michael Jordan, it's my birthday. Can you retweet this? Yeah, I want to do that with Kim Kardashian. But yo, oh, oh yeah, somebody, somebody, one of those comments told me that I should go back to uh, following the Kardashians, and I realized, I realized at that point I have never typed out Kardashian, so I spelled it the way that he spelled it because I had never in my life typed out Kardashian. It's it's a word. Kardashian has a lot to it. Yeah, I just but it's it's spelled phonetically. It spells just like it sounds. I know, but I've never, I realized at that point, I have never typed it or, and I've never written it. Like, so like, I, I did not, I, 
I, my response to him was, shit, I didn't even know how to spell it until you spelled it. You spelled it. So, like, if you got it wrong, then we got it wrong. <laughs> Scar, I know that I'm about to do what you usually do, but I've been watching that that thing behind you on the mirror. I think that's that's a computer monitor. What game is that? It's not a that's game. Roku. It's, a, it's the, the Roku um, screensaver. Oh. I was watching YouTube. It's the Roku screensaver. I, I, at first, I thought it was like a Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Sonic it's a- never popped up. Nah, if you got a Roku, if you got a Roku TV, that's that's the screensaver when you stop watching whatever you're watching. The best and worst screensavers are the ones that come on Netflix because it looks like all of them are following you with their eyes. I have not watched Netflix in so long. I'm I'm way behind so, on everything. So no no Stranger Things for you for real? I have not. I have not watched any of this current season. I'm behind on Umbrella Academy. Shit, that was good. I, I kept I kept falling asleep on on the first episode of season two of The Witcher. Uh, you know, I never got through, but I never played. I have The Witcher Part Three on four different consoles, and I still have not played more than an hour of it because once I turn it off and turn it back on, I don't remember how to do shit. Yep, that's what happened to me when I tried to play two. I played the beginning strong. And then when I, 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 when we, you got to the first area where it opens up, um, I turned the game off and then like, I came back like three days later, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I stopped playing and I bought the shit on the 360. I bought it on the Xbox one. I bought it for sale on the PlayStation. Then I bought it on sale again for the switch. Cause I was like, I'm gonna play this game. Third, the frame rate on the switch is awful. It's awful. It is. I tried to play it on a, on a flight. It wasn't worth it. Um, currently, I'm still, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I have Switch. it, I have it. It's I, incredible. I have, I, have, I have it on Game Pass, it was free. It <laughs> is incredible, my nigga. Like, it is fun. It's up to six players, too. That's dope. Yeah, so when I get my big arcade, I'm gonna I'm a get it on Steam, and that way I can play with everybody else who has the arcade online, and we can play six player. Because the last six player game I played was that X Men game. Uh. Where you could be Cyclops, or you could be Wolverine, or you can get stuck with fucking Dazzler, and nobody wanted to be Dazzler. If you if you ever go to Magfest, uh, that they say that uh, they do that, and it's like a whole like you know like in in, in wrestling where they where they do the what, mm-hmm. and then the, everyone just randomly people in the audience just kind of go what. What, mm-hmm. what, what? Um, in MAGFest, they do that because of the arcade cabinet um, and Colossus with Colossus. his uh, special. Yeah, they they do that in MAGFest. You, you, all you have to do is to do that shit randomly and you get a million people doing that shit. I feel like it's 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 apt because like a million people there don't wash their ass. Oh my God, Kung Funk is so real. <laughs> <laughs> Them hey, niggas hey, sound hey. like... Oh, Brandon, Brandon's, Brandon's going to a convention. Yeah, Brandon, how'd that work out? How'd that happen? Oh, what happened? That you ended up getting on a panel for a convention. Um, me and Charmaine are going to be on the panel. That's dope. With What's the panel people? about? Um, blurred, black blurred podcasting or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Blurred podcasting. Is this your first panel? No. What's the other panel you've been on? Or what other panels have you been on, rather? I was on a panel at AwesomeCon, DC, a long time ago. AwesomeCon, isn't that the one that Rod and 
Yeah. Uh, Phenom and them do? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's dope. I still sit back sometimes and marvel at the fact that black folks were able to put together a whole convention and, and pull it off. Like, that's really dope to me. Yeah, but don't talk about BlurredCon. Oh, BlurredCon is terrible. Wasn't BlurredCon <laughs> the one where they took the money and ran? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> BlurredCon was a fire fest of uh, conventions. Um, BlurredCon was terrible. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Like the that was and the, the one with the girl from the black black girl nerds. Yeah, she she had to like drop out of Twitter, right? Because they were coming after her. Mm-hmm. I mean, what reason? Like, nigga, you stole my money, but still, it was funny to me because I didn't give her no money. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, there was a show out here in in, in California where the le- the literal catchphrase was they had a part called "Bad News Over Happy Music." And they would end it off by saying, it's not bad news unless it happens to you. And that's how I felt about that blurry con. I was laughing my ass off. Um, speaking of getting money that we don't deserve, though, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can all, yeah, Scar, I know you laughing. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was a hell of a segue, bro. Right, thank you. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can also donate to the show at um, on, the t- on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. Just a tip. Um, Yeah. Did you you see that? Someone shared this weird video on Facebook, um, speaking of just a tip, where uh, someone fell asleep and there was like a some sort of. They didn't draw a dick on his face, did they? No, there was some sort of simian and their their hand was right by the cage. There was some sort of simian. And literally on this thing, the simian like licked that person's hand and then stuck his dick in there and started fucking it. Oh my God. Like, yeah. What? Someone shared that shit on Facebook in, in one of my marching band groups at that. It was like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Exactly. What the fuck? If I wake up, everybody dies. Yeah. The, the thing just says, don't fall asleep at the zoo. What the fuck? I'm suing the zoo. So you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app as well. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler you later. Peace. Peace out. My name is Mud. Hey, did you um did you see that um Ty Tribbett said that he was the one that was playing the 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 riff at the beginning of Crimea River? <laughs> I can believe it. And he was the one that organized the 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 chorus part, Crimea River. I can believe it. And he said he only got two G's for that. <laughs> oh, I really could believe that part. <laughs> He's uh, like they made I don't know how much money off of that, but yeah, but he said that that do 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 do. He said that is him playing at the beginning of that. I, all I'm gonna say is we need to do better at looking at contracts. Exactly. Like I can't be mad if it's in the contract. Like that's my fault. So him 
And then Marsha Ambrosius, but, who's like nobody knew she sang it. Like that's those are two different situations. But she also got paid because she looked at her contract. He did not. But um, what's his name? Um, took credit for the piano riff, right? Um, what's his name? Um, the 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 white dude who uh who uh snorted millions of dollars and lost everything and then trying to get it back. Um, Timberley. No, the white dude. I said the white dude. Um, and he um the, 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 the fucking he, dude. He used, to, he used to he used to he used to fuck Lil Kim. What's his name? Um, used to be in the Roots. Lil Ceased. The white dude. A white dude in the Roots. Yeah, he played he, he played keyboards in the Roots for a while. What was the name of the dude that did the beatboxing in the Scott Storch? Scott Storch. Uh, that Rozelle. ain't his name. Rozel. Scott yeah, Storch Rozelle. is the person that I'm talking about, but Rozel is the person that you're talking about. I used to like Rozel. Me too. Until he got but too he, big but, for his britches. Yeah, he tried to go solo. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, nigga, don't nobody go solo from the roots except for Black Thought and Quest Love. And Martin Luther tried to go solo. The guitar player, I bought his album. Album singular. He's now back <laughs> with the roots. <laughs> right. Um, what you call it? Um they, their their work, him, and there was another dude who was beatboxing some. Um, and their work on uh uh Jay-Z's Unplugged was fucking fantastic. You know what? Jay-Z's Unplugged is an unspoken classic. Like yeah, it's, it's, really, it's top it's, it's top three unplugs. It's really well done. His Nirvana, and then I say the uptown uh episode with Mary J, Jodeci, and all them niggas. No. Man, because I, of, in, man, in lately, the late in, the late no, by Jodeci you, is I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. In hindsight, like I completely missed out on this when I was around the age when this shit came out. Alanis Morset? Maxwell dog. Like I com- I missed the boat on Maxwell completely because I was just not into that shit. But you know as what? an adult, I do have his album. I have his unplugged as, album. And you know, you know, Fortune is R. Kelly, right? Why you do that? Yep. Life is too. Why you do that? Temperature like a hundred degrees. Why you do that? R. Kelly wrote the whole life soundtrack. Why you do that? And produced the whole life soundtrack. But yeah, fortunate is R. Kelly. Why you do that? They made him give it to Maxwell as a, some sort of contractual thing. Now, why you want to go and do that, huh, Scar? What? Now, why you want to go and do that and do that, huh? Now, why you want to go and do that? We yeah, out. I, I was surprised.
The theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped. 